Back to the Midday Grind with Martin and Marlo on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com. Meant getting fired, but I figured I'd have it all by the time I retired. I'd have me a car worth at least a hundred grand. I'd get it one piece at a time, and it wouldn't cost me a dime. You know it's me when I come through your town. I'm gonna ride around in style, I'm gonna drive everybody wild. Cause I'll have the only one there is. 1236 so live from Kirkwood Studios here, 590 Defend. These are the world headquarters, Chuck, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Fired up on this Tuesday. Weather's starting to turn. It's March. In fact, March. You know what Rich Gould said this the other night? January and February are like these crappy months, and they just sort of crawl. You get to March, and you go, this is exciting. It's a fun time of year, and it just flies. We're almost halfway done with the month. This is ridiculous. With that, we bring in Kenny Wallace. I'm sure he's just as outraged as I am that March is flying by. What can we do? I am with you 100%. I love your analogy because, uh, you know, what's funny. You see, what I do is I go, okay, how long is summer? And then, like, what do we consider summer? Well, I, I know the local race car season and Cardinal baseball starts first of April. So I, I go April. So I go April, May, June, July, August. September, I'll go October. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll go October because we're finishing up racing. And then I go, okay, for me, for me, winter starts November, December, January, February, March. So it truly is 50-50, but, but boy, when that snow keeps rolling and it's cold, it just seems like winter is way longer. Uh, I like it when the sun comes out and baseball season starts and uh, – that's my favorite time of the year. So uh, I'm with you. I'm I'm ready for I'm ready for the warmth. Let's get racing. Let's hang out at Bush Stadium. Let's get these uh, these blues a Stanley Cup. Yeah. And yeah, I'm with you, man. I like that checklist. Let's get Love racing. It. Let's get some baseball. And let's get a cup. I'm putting it down on the to do list. Some beers. March Madness. <laughs> now, Kenny. Earlier, yep. Martin was talking yep. about the NASCAR schedule. And hitting the West Coast. And I'm wondering, because when we think about NASCAR, we always think about the South. A couple years, I got to see a bunch of races at Michigan and see what that fan base is like. I'm wondering, what's the West Coast feel for NASCAR? And are most of the tracks out there short tracks, or are there different types of tracks? I, I know a couple of them are short tracks, right? Great question. So when you're, you're right. I'm, I'm just going to follow up with it uh, and repeat a little bit of what you said. So... NASCAR was thought of as a bunch of rednecks. Hey, man, what's going on? Come on down here. <laughs> you know, and Saturday Night Live made fun of us with Jeff Gordon years ago. And and that's fair. So if you if, if people have a twang, have an accent, then I, you know, say whatever you want to say. But I can tell you, we're bad here, too, because in Missouri we go, hey, let's go out to Highway Party Fire. And we got, we got our own accents, so we got to be careful making fun of other people. But NASCAR was started in the South, in literally Daytona Beach, Florida. So, you know, that's where NASCAR was invented. But as we know, Florida, the land is kind of a peninsula. So really it got going up around North South Carolina. The, the more that NASCAR got going, they realized that they were growing. And like you said, all of a sudden, you know, in the 70s, they're racing in Michigan, you know, 50, 60 miles, you know, west of Detroit. Now, all of a sudden, 
NASCAR got really going, and then all of a sudden, you know, in the 70s also, they ventured across the Mississippi River, you know, gateway to the west. And believe it or not, NASCAR went all the way out to uh, Ontario, right around Ontario, California, you know, just a little bit outside of L.A. Uh, to Riverside. So NASCAR has been out on the West Coast since the 70s racing road courses in Riverside, California. But, and this is the end, um, about 15, 17 years ago, NASCAR went nuts. They built Fontana, California. They started running, you know, more races at Phoenix, Vegas, Texas. So, uh, so yeah, so now uh, NASCAR is basically throughout the whole United States. And they, they tried doing something in the Northwest. That hasn't happened. They tried building the track, you know, around Manhattan, around New York. That didn't happen. But, uh, so, yeah, that, that's the history of NASCAR, you know, starting in Florida, going up, you know, the, the coast there and where we are today. Yeah, I should probably know this. I'm a little behind on my NASCAR reading, but when they started going to Vegas, started going to Phoenix, did they take a race away from Darlington or Martinsville? Did they have to go to Bristol and say, I'm sorry, or did they just expand the schedule as they went west? So we don't have enough time to explain all this. I'll speed up. They took races away. Uh, actually, it was Bruton Smith that owns Bristol Motor Speedway, owns Sonoma, the road course out there. That's another one I forgot to, to mention, but Bruton Smith, he bought North Wilkesboro, shut it down. He bought Loud New Hampshire uh, and took one race from them, uh, took one race from Darlington. It, the thought was, okay, you know, we are not going to run any more than 36 races, you know, because we're crazy. I mean, we race, <laughs> we start racing middle of February, and, and we end uh, a week before Thanksgiving. So we are horribly long we race too much and i like what dale earnhardt jr said he said football's got a perfect 16 games and it's over before you know it, and it leaves you wanting for more and, and i believe that's one reason football is so so popular because the season's so short kenny wallace with us tuesdays with kenny and a, a loyal listener also a photographer at fox 2 mike border said please tell kenny i'm from fairbury illinois Last summer he was there and took a picture with my daughter, always in great spirits, always fun with the fans. And Fairbury, one of those great spots. Dirt track, I'm assuming, up there. This is where you yep. really connect with the people. Yeah, well, thanks. Uh, Fairbury is legendary. It's about not quite four hours from here. They call it Falls. It's an American Legion. It, it means Fairbury is one of the only racetracks in the United States and quite possibly the world where everybody uh, works for free. It, it, it's all people that just want to give their time. A uh, big story this year with Fairbury, they're paying the most money to win in the United States on a weekly basis. So, uh, you know, uh, they are doing a tremendous job up there. What, what that means here, let me put it into perspective. If you win a race for my series at Granite City or Piedmont, you get $700 to win. They're going to pay 1500 to win on a weekly basis up there at Fairbury, and it's just a, a neat, nice, clean little country town, you know, uh, and it, it has made news throughout the United States because they had a wealthy man come in and say, hey, I want to put up some money, and, and, but also the crowds are really good. So uh, Fairbury is on everybody's radar. It's got some of the biggest races in the United States, 
and I had one hell of a race there last year. So, uh, uh, yeah, that, uh, shout out to him and, th- and thanks for uh, texting or tweeting. Or, how did you get that? Man? He uh, he texted directly into the Martin inbox here. Very cool. Uh, Very cool. Yeah. I wanted to ask you this. And I should also know. I'm a little behind on my NASCAR reading, but is <laughs> who's the better Bush, Kurt or Kyle? Wow, that's a toss-up. Uh, Kurt was the worst for a while. Absolutely out of control. Crazy. Told Roger Penske. I mean, Kurt was crazy. Now, let me say this. <laughs> Kurt Busch and Kyle Busch are some of the most talented race car drivers in the world. I'm saying the world. And here's why. Kurt Busch went to Indy his very first time. Went and ran the Indianapolis 500 his very first time and finished like six. I'm telling you, my friends, that's talent. So he's good. But all the Bush brothers are highly, highly crazy. Uh, and what that, what, that means, what that means is they don't tolerate running badly well at all. Uh, so, you know, Kyle Bush is dominating right now. And after the race, uh, Kyle Bush uh, on Sunday, Kyle Bush dominated. He won on Saturday, won on Sunday. He swept. And in his interview, although he was happy, Kyle Bush, the brother of Kurt, said, uh, I'm a little disappointed. I'm glad we swept this week, but, you know, I wish we would have swept last week. So uh, they're both about the same, but nowadays Kurt has calmed down. He's got a great marriage. So I would say, you know, I would say they're both equally crazy, but I'd say <laughs> Kyle, Kyle is the crazier one right now crazier one i just as a driver too and kyle's had a lot of success i didn't know who was considered the better driver of the two so question then kenny on the crazy scale of one to ten where are they and then where do you fall well that, Ooh, that's, that's easy uh they they here i'm trying i'm saying this nice because i know this <laughs> could be here it happens to me they clip this and then they will use it throughout the internet. So, or and listen, it's happened to me before. Out of context, um, I, yes. Well, yeah. About a month ago, I said my brother Rusty was very self-centered, right? But I meant that in context. In other words, great athletes are very self-centered. So I said that on your show, and a little bit later, Kenny Schrader calls me. He's driving up from Florida. He goes, "Man, I heard you say your brother was self-centered." I said, "In context, Schrader." So when I answer these questions, my, my local friends will start going on Facebook. So let me just say this, and I'll say it right. First of all, I'm, I'm crazy, right? I was born off-centered, hyperactive, so <laughs> I've talked badly about me, so there you go. That's that. <laughs> I would say that a lot, of, a lot of my craziness is planned out. In other words, let's have fun. I'm going to say something provocative. The, the Bush brothers, they just go. And and then they go, oh my God! Later on, they're just they're in real crazy. Um, I like to have fun. Let's put it that way. How about Kenny Schrader either monitoring this year's show, maybe listening on the five ninety app, or hearing from others what Kenny said on his Tuesday visit here? I'm impressed that Kenny Schrader is tra- probably eating some M and M's and tracking all things five ninety. Kenny, great to talk to you. Have a great week. All right, go Blues. We we can do this without Tarasenko. We just got a, a Thomas is hot. I think he'll pick it up. And uh, so uh, go Blues. How about that hockey guy? Love Kenny it. Wallace on the way out. That's our fault. We didn't bring up the Blues. That's our fault. LGB, just, baby. LGB. Blues in Arizona tonight. Binner in net. Tarasenko is going to miss four games minimum. They'll reevaluate after 
those 10 days. Schnooks brings you the high school athlete of the week, and even better, you can vote on it online. 590thefan.com is where you can make your choice for the high school athlete of the week. Schnooks all around the St. Louis area, all about St. Louis. So when Shop and Save was closing, they said, what can we do here? Is there a way we can get involved? They kept 19 of those stores open. It's plus 19, kind of the hockey lingo chuck, plus 19. If you're on the ice when they score a goal, it's a plus. If you're on the ice when they when the other team scores, it's a minus. Oh, thanks. And they call that, what do they call that? The plus minus? They call it the plus minus. So mm-hmm. we give it Schnooks, plus 19, adding those shop and saves. They've got that Blues great deal, too. You go to the deli, it's a great deal on lunch meat and cheese. Make sure you get the Blues special. LGB folks at Schnooks are on board. Time now for the end of the day the end of the day okay when's the end of the day at the end of the day it's gonna be tough to tell someone they might not be in it at the end of the day even though there's moments where you're like oh i I don't want to do this not quite sure how i should feel about this but um so Lori laughlin is among the (laughs) um actresses in trouble with um paying to let your kids go to go to college really good college yes aunt becky but she only did this for her older daughter. She, I guess she thought about doing it for her younger daughter, ended up not doing so, which I guess means the older daughter is the dumb daughter. So a little more backstory. Tell people what... All right, so this broke today. Because, um, is, this, is this athletic related or just academic it's related? academic related. Be- athletics are involved because they're making up recruiting. They're paying coaches to make up recruits basically to get their kids in school. Or you're just paying the schools directly to say, hey, you know, get my kid in here. Or you're paying people to change like their ACT or SAT schools to scores rather to give them a better chance at getting admission. Because I would love this to be athletic related and the NCAA comes down and has a big press conference. Yeah, we uh, we didn't get Bill Self, but we got Felicity Huffman. Next topic. <laughs> um, two of the actors involved are Felicity Huffman. And William H. Macy hasn't been named yet, but they're married. I wonder if he's going to be involved in this. And uh, Full House, Fuller House actress, Lori Laughlin. And apparently Lori gave uh, bribes totaling $500,000 to allow her oldest daughter to get into the University of Southern California. I guess they thought about doing it with their youngest daughter, but they didn't do so. Which, if I'm the oldest daughter, I'm a little like, what, you think I'm that dumb? <laughs> but hold on a second also. Yes. USC. Yes. Good school. I'm not sure what program she's going into, but couldn't you just donate, let's say, $250,000 to the school? Don't they then let your kid in? My first thought was this is how Orange County ended, where the dad was donating a building to Stanford to get Colin Hanks in. And I thought that was not illegal, just like something that happened. The kid apparently had 2 million YouTube subscribers where she did videos. Yeah, and she posted a video where she said that uh, she wasn't really planning on going to class. She just wanted to experience college, the partying, and the tailgating for schools. <laughs> and how she was how she was still working full-time, which I assume when your mother is uh, a famous actress means you have a business that you started. Um, Etsy. Yeah, exactly. Um, where you don't even make that jewelry yourself. No. Uh, you have a sweatshop somewhere in Southern California. Um Side note, Rocky's side note. thoughts. But anyhow, that's that's <laughs> we've that, just unraveled Rocky. That extent is absolutely amazing. That she posted a video like, yeah, I, I just want to go to have fun because it's USC and I'm a rich kid. And then her mom's kid gets busted for bribing her into the school. It's amazing. Uh, what are your thoughts 
on using speakerphone in public. I asked because I was at the gym yesterday, and there was a guy. Six-minute workout? It's more than six minutes. There was a guy who was. Why did you put your sunglasses on just now? Chuck just put his sunglasses. Okay. But there's a guy. Are you leaving? Frank, are you leaving? It's 12.52. Packing your bag up. Well, you complain that, like, we don't put enough time into the show, and we always, you know, try to end it a little bit earlier than you would prefer. Nevertheless, there was a guy there doing his workout, and, like, next to him, wherever he went, he always put his phone on the platform, and it was on speakerphone while, like, in between sets having his conversation. Crush it with a weight. Terrible. Not acceptable. Then, later on, I went back into the locker room to change out of my workout gear to go home and at least get my stuff. And I just happened, by pure coincidence, to pick the locker right next to this guy. The worst. Still on speakerphone. He's trying to convince his friend, who I believe his name was Bill, to um, participate in some insurance survey that would pay him $150 for a few hours of his time. And Bill's on the fence, like, God, I'm not sure I have time, not sure. While Bill is trying to think of a reason to not do this, this gentleman, I don't know his name, taps me on the shoulder and oh. goes, don't you think he should do it? Oh, no. I'm like, don't drag <laughs> me into this. I don't care. Uh, I walked away. Um, Sorry. I'm known as the wet blanket. I'd really rather you not chime in. You didn't immediately say, no, I think you should hang up the phone. I no. said, like, sure, and I walked away. Here, oh. let me talk to him real quick. You take the phone. Here, okay, thank, and then go flush it down the toilet. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I dropped your phone. I took I took a huge it's issue with him dragging me into talking. it. I don't like, like, if I get a phone call at work, I will step out of the sports house. I hate when people conduct a normal conversation, not on speaker. I don't want to be sitting there. Charlie's like, yeah, honey, okay, yeah, okay. Oh, I'm fine, yeah. I like to leave the room when on the phone, and then you get speakerphone guy. That's ten times worse. Oh, Let me tell you, and now it's not just speakerphone guy. It's the the headsets. You got the headphones now without the, uh, the cords and all that. When I was coming back from spring training, I land at Lambert. I'm using the restroom, and, you know, business, big-time business guy walks in. Conducting his deal as loud as possible. Oh, this is a 250k deal. That's 50k for you, dude. You're not that important. You know, he's washing his hands. He's going to the bathroom as he's conducting his big deal, trying to let everyone hear that he's something special. Stop it, okay? Just stop it. Next All topic. Right. All right, that's the end of the day. I agree. Oh, that's wait, no, Blues Coyotes wow. tonight. Who you got? Well, I thought I you like, were just, I thought you were just reminding yourself they were playing. I like no. that you said Coyotes. By coyotes. The way. That's how it's called. The Coyotes. An improved team, always on the edge of bankruptcy, if I'm not mistaken. Always, always kind of about to no, move. No, they're good. But look, in all seriousness, if the Blues were to falter somehow and not make the playoffs, it's likely that the Coyotes would be the team to snipe that last spot. So actually, this is an important game. They're right 100%. on the outside looking in of the second wild card. Uh, but I think back home, this is a rare pit stop at home. I feel good about tonight. I think the boys, it's, we're not going to lose two in a row. Granted, it was an overtime loss. I think the Blues will win 3-2. to two. I was going to say 3-2. Well, How about took it? you got to give a new score now. How about 3-1? Wow. Binner. I think Binner's back on tonight. Binner's on, baby. Binner's on. Binner is served? Binner is served. <laughs> uh, that's going to be your, your, your thing now. Your It'll graphic. be on the graphic yeah. behind me tonight. Oh, the, new, the bosses are in town. The new served. owners are in town, Chuck. New bosses are coming through How the box. Chuck show. suck up to them. You've already cleaned your desk, and I actually spilled a bunch of trash on your desk last night just to That's give fine. you a bad look. <laughs> That's fine. I put up a little sign that says "My Motto," and I put Charlie's desk, and it said "My Motto: 
Who gives a crap? <laughs> I just thought maybe they could see that while walking by. But that's accurate. It is your model. So I can't really complain Actually, about Actually, it was that. already, it was already hanging there. true, so sorry. Uh, let's tell them about Milty. Uh, Martin, tax season is upon us. It's just a little over, what, a month away? And if you're sideways with the Internal Revenue Service, if you have years of unfiled tax returns keeping you up at night, if you're facing tax liens, bank levies, or, or wage garnishments, if so, you should contact former Department of Justice Tax Division attorney Mark Milton at stltaxlawyer.com. Mark Milton provides a local and holistic approach to tax resolution. Don't be sucked into the out-of-town tax resolution groups you hear on the TV and radio. Mark lives and works right here in Kirkwood. If you have IRS problems, visit stltaxlawyer.com today. Remember... Choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. And then Hot Shots wants you to go to opening day. And courtesy of Budweiser. you got to visit one of the 11 area Hot Shots locations this month to enter for a chance to win tickets to opening day. Courtesy of Budweiser, the winners will be drawn on March 29th. Also remember, uh, Bud Family Pints special every Tuesday night. Bud Family Pitcher special every Saturday night at all 11 Hot Shots locations. Nothing goes with Cardinals baseball like high school bubble or at Hot Shots. Great show today, guys. Don't you think? One of our best. Anytime we can have Gratuitous, Bradley, Marquette all rolled into one. Rocky unravels a hot take. A lot of things happened in this past hour. Fairbury, Illinois, shout out. Prairie Central High School, represent. What, what more do you want? That's right outside Peoria, baby. Right next to Manual, right? Remember the old uh, Illinois pipeline? It's pretty rural. It's, it's I would say, yeah. maybe a good 45 minutes. I got to check. All right, we're packing up. We got to go. The hard line coming right next here on the all-new 590 The Fan.